0: and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I am Priscilla McKinney, your host, the CEO here, and, you know, Mama Bird. And I have one of my besties on the podcast because it's my podcast and I can do anything I want. So therefore, (laughs) I am going to have my bestie on. And I think that we have to like make this like really punchy and um, shorter because basically we just spent an hour talking to each other.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we got everything out. We did. Okay, now,
0: now we can start the podcast. But okay, so with me is Lisa Wilding Brown. And she is, I'm just going to give full disclosure. She's one of my besties. And we are a part of Women in Research Executive uh, together. And this is a part of my tribe. This is, I talk about this a lot. I don't have, I don't care if it's family, colleagues, friends, whatever you call it. It's a tribe and you need one. So she's a part of mine. <laughs> and um, I really just take one quick minute to say, if you are not a part of Women in Research Research. It's free to join, always free to join. Go to womeninresearch.org and become a part of a cool tribe. But the reason why I asked Lisa on is not really because of her role with Innovate MR, which is amazing and innovative, and she is pushing sample and, uh, and uh, ethics in such a great direction with privacy concerns and things like that here in the ins- insights industry. But I'm having Lisa on because she is running for SMR Council. So I am just naturally curious about why she's doing that because I know I'm busy, she's busy, and why Why are you doing something else? So it must be a very, very good reason. So before we start, Lisa, some people don't know who you are in terms of your day-to-day. So give us just an introduction to you and then I'm just gonna, I'm gonna quiz you. Is that fine?
1: Yes, yes, quiz away, Priscilla. And it's so good to be here on your podcast. Thank you so much for having me. We did unpack a lot of stuff before we hit record, but that's totally fine. I'm chief research officer here at Innovate MR. We are a global sample and field services agency headquartered in Calabasas, California. I, however, am in uh, upstate New York in Rochester where I live with my husband and two kids, my two boys. I've been in the, uh, the industry for almost 20 years. Uh, started my career off at Harris Interactive helping to uh, usher our clients from offline methodologies to this new big world of online research back in the early 2000s and then made a move over to the sample industry back in 2009, where I uh, helped to build out USAMP's global panels and their mobile research business practice, and then came on board to Innovate seven years ago to lead the company in their research and research, thought leadership, fraud mitigation tactics, quality best practices. And uh, yeah, I have the opportunity to work really closely with a a wide variety of teams uh, internally here at Innovate, as well as all of our wonderful clients and... uh, it's, uh, it's great to be here. Appreciate you having me on. Well, of course, and if anybody doesn't know you yet, I'm just going to give them the
0: full disclosure right now. You are a badass, so oh. you should get to know Lisa. <laughs> oh,
1: thanks. Right back at you.
0: Oh, so we have a lot of fun, and I know that um, we also push each other in our in our careers, in um, you know the way that we show up with even our colleagues. And I, I really appreciate having a tribe where we're, we're fiercely trying to make this industry better. And I've got to tell you a little bit of the story that is in my mind. Um, um, really, uh, fresh for me is, you know, remember when we used to be able to travel? Remember that? Yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> anyway, this last meeting, um, with you, is not the last meeting I had, but this, it's coming to mind because of what I want to talk to you about today. We went in Orlando and, um, You do not love Orlando. I do not love Orlando, but we love each other. So therefore, we were in Orlando together. (laughs) Yes, we were. That is true. (laughs) So that was at CRC at the Corporate Researchers Conference. And do you remember this? We were sitting in a room, and actually, we were sitting with Sandra Brown Uh from MDRG. And you were looking over my shoulder because you were really jealous of my list that I had of everybody's Twitter handles that came to the conference.
1: (laughs) Yes. You were so prepared. You went into that conference with an agenda. You had all the people that you wanted to meet. I was super impressed. And I actually remember going back to the company here and, and talking with our head of sales and saying, you know, we need to do a better job of preparing for conferences and, and really going in with a, with a strategy and a plan for how we can maximize that time with, with people. Uh, right. So, I was really impressed
0: with how organized you were. Well, thank you. So, let me tell you what I was impressed about you since this is just an all impressive show. <laughs> So in that meeting, we ended up talking with Andrew from GRBN, and I know you're very close with him. Remind me what his last name is. I don't know. Yeah, Andrew Andrew Cannon. Cannon. Yeah. What a great guy. And he has um, a very like mind with you about how do we make the quality of this industry better? How do we really uh, carefully consider privacy issues? How do we mitigate fraud? How do we really clean up sample? And how do we bring more transparency into the sample uh, side of the business? And we ended up in this interesting conversation, which is not typically my world, but I wanted to have you on today because you have thrown your hat into the ring for SMR Council. And my biggest question before you tell me everything else about why is my gut feeling is that you feel like you can contribute to the really pressing challenge that we have on the global stage around those issues, privacy, uh, fraud, and really just like that that whole challenge of getting transparency from to the end. Client and also to the person who's participating is that like
1: what why you're headed that direction? Absolutely. I mean, I think from my perspective, SMR is an incredible organization. It's it's a global organization and it's an, an incredible lineup of very diverse uh, nominees this year, running for council. So whoever does get elected is is gonna do a great job because you really can't go wrong. I have to say that first and foremost, I'm very impressed with with the folks running. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the, if you think about the participants, the people who take our surveys, they are the lifeblood of our industry. And we have to, I think, do a better job of curating and producing a better experience for them. And that's really been the crux of, of a lot of the research on research that Andrew and I have done together over the years through the GRBN's um, support is thinking about how can we engage participants in a better way, create a better experience for them, um, be mindful of of privacy um, because you know our appetite for data is really insatiable as an industry and that's not going away. But at the same time, there's a ton of regulation coming out from different countries, different states even here in the US. And so we have to be really mindful of what we're collecting and how we're using that data um, and always maintain you know, not only really scientific rigor in everything that we do, but, but uphold the, 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 the ethics that are, are, are needed and required uh, of our industry. Because I think that's what makes us special uh, and what sets us apart from, from other industries out there is that at the very foundation of what we're doing, we're trying to answer questions and provide guidance to our clients and understand consumer behavior and perceptions in a deep and powerful way. Uh, so that ultimately consumers can get a better experience and better products and services. And we're consumers too, right, Priscilla? So, (laughs) um, you know, I love our industry, but I think there's a lot of things that I've observed through the years that need to, need to be changed. And we, I think as an industry, are a little risk adverse. We don't like change. <laughs> even though you don't say, <laughs> even though there's been a lot of like really cool technology, especially in the sample side of our industry with programmatic API-based sampling, um, a lot of DIY and sort of agile and adaptive research tools and uh, knowledge management hubs, there's been a lot of cool stuff that has evolved or last, call it 10 years or so. Uh, but You know, there's still resistance, and Mm -hmm. I think in order for us to improve as an industry, we all have to embrace uh, kind of the collective mindset of doing right by the by the participant and thinking about their experience, and Mm -hmm. developing good surveys that are well designed. and And at the same time, on the sample side of things, and I think it's important to have someone with that sampling expertise on the council because you know, I think I can share that perspective and and help to move our industry and move SMR as an organization forward. Uh, So that we're kind of thinking about all the different stakeholders that are involved in what we do every day.
0: Yeah. And I love that you call them stakeholders and you say that they're the lifeblood because yeah, they may not be the people, you know, paying for it. In fact, they're the people typically are getting paid to do it, but we have to treat them a certain way. And so tell us, let's go best case, worst case scenario. So as far as somebody participating, when we don't take care of them in privacy or in experience, both of them could have very different ramifications. What's the worst case scenario?
1: Well, they certainly stopped taking our surveys, right? So, our sample universe, I liken them to the polar ice caps. You know, once they're gone, they're gone. And then we're, we're left with the aftermath. And, and so, our whole role is to project to a, a larger audience, uh, a larger population, and understand what that population is thinking and feeling and planning to do or has done. And so, if we are alienating, the participant universe by poor survey design, poor sample routing mechanisms, uh, you know, the list goes on, uh, then we are shrinking that, that universe. We're shrinking that polar ice cap to the point where we won't have enough people or a proper representation uh, or cross-section of the population in order to really be able to, to draw meaningful insights. And so that that in my mind is is really problematic. So we've got a lot of work to do on that front.
0: Right. Now, what's the best case scenario for the companies that are really doing it right, that are thinking and leading first with that customer experience, meaning the customer being the participant, but then also the customer being the end client who is buying, you know, the insights and needs those insights in order to make business impact decisions. What's the what's the best case scenario for both of those stakeholders?
1: Well, I think the best case scenario is that if you produce a good experience, you're going to get better quality data. And if you have better quality data, you can make more informed decisions that are going to help guide your business today and in the future. Um, you know, there's that saying garbage in, garbage out, right? And so it's it's really important for us to think about quality and and quality touches the entire ecosystem. So what are the sampling folks out in the industry doing to produce quality, to mitigate against risks like cyber fraud or over-endorsement. I call them the top two boxers, right? They're real people, but they're overzealous and we don't necessarily want them in our surveys because they can skew results, hyper-aware, hyper-satisfied, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So there's the quality piece that I think is really important because guess what? Cyber fraud is, you know, it's slated to be a six trillion dollar issue globally to the world economy uh, on an annual basis by the end of this year. So it's it's bringing down multi-billion dollar brands, and there's a lot on the line. The stakes are very high. And, you know, if you're doing things the right way, right, if you're producing good, pristine sample frames that go into surveys where you are collecting data in a really good, rigorous way, then on the, on the outside of that, on the back end of that, you're going to have really great data sets to work with, to then draw conclusions and, and create meaningful insights to drive your business. So it's, it's all about, you know, sort of, you know, using a good recipe to make the perfect pasta bake. That's what I made my kids tonight for dinner. (laughs) Good mom. (laughs) I could have really dropped the ball and, and uh, you know, to sort of throw, throw pasta in a pot. But I, you know, made some effort. It took some effort to, to make them a nice dinner. So I think, you know, sample and survey design and research, it, it works in the same way. You really have to have uh, standards and, and a rigorous approach to produce good quality data. And, and that's what our clients need and want and deserve. Right, right. So let me
0: kind of uh, bring a different uh, perspective to what you do um, to the conversation. I think the reason why you and I are friends and uh, beloved colleagues is because you and I approach our careers in much the same way. And that is that you and I are very collaborative. So you and I talk a lot about how we collaborate. And I remember when I first met you years ago, you were talking to me about the interesting little niche that is your sample industry. And you used some very funny words about it. Maybe it was like frenemies or what was the competition word you used? It's kind of funny the way
1: you frame it. I can't remember. It's probably frenemies. I mean, yeah, I mean the sample space is very competitive. It's very saturated, but I got to say like over the years, I've met some incredible people that technically on paper, I guess I compete against, um, but they're awesome. And I learned so much from them and, and, you know, I have them on speed dial and they've become great friends. So uh, I love, I love the spirit of collaboration. And I think really the pandemic, I mean, you and I had done a panel discussion uh, with Sarah and Melanie several months back and talked about this topic didn't we and and to me collaboration is everything I mean because at the, at the end of the day you just want to work with people you like you want to have nice meaningful connections with people you want to enjoy your work um, and so I'm I'm all about collaboration even if it's with people that maybe you wouldn't expect me to collaborate with because we do compete but I I, I don't I don't see it Uh, Through that lens. I I think that there's an opportunity for all of us as industry colleagues to help advance the industry and that's going to require us to lose that competitive spirit in a way and really come together and, and collaborate. So, um, Yeah. Well,
0: and I think it is interesting for those of you didn't hear that podcast episode, it's Melanie Courtright with Insights Association and Sarah Kotva from Fieldwork. And the reason why I had the two of them on with with Lisa is I think the four of us actually come at this industry from a very different perspective. I'm a marketer who, you know, uses research and also uh, I market for market you know, market research companies. You know, it, it, Melanie Courtright leads Insights Association, so a nonprofit organization really for the betterment of the entire industry. Sara Kotva is, you know, hosting, um, you know, qualitative studies in their facilities and recruiting qualitative. And then you're recruiting on the quant side and creating those environments and those surveys. So I thought that the four of us brought in really an interesting representation of the ecosystem. And there was just collaboration on everyone's mind. And I really, really love that. So having said that, tell me about what you think that perspective that you have is going to do, should you be on SMR Council?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think being... A collaborative person allows you to break down walls that otherwise might exist. It allows you to have an openness for diverse opinions, divergent opinions that you uh, may not share necessarily with someone. And it just allows you to kind of listen. Uh, You know, you have got two ears and one mouth for a reason. So you can listen more and talk less. And you know, I love to talk, Priscilla, (laughs) But I know this is why we like each other. I love to listen too, because I learn so much from people. Listen, I don't have it all figured out. I'm in my forties now, but I am a lifetime student. I really think of myself that way. I'm always learning. I'm always trying to soak in uh, other ways to think about problems, think about solutions. And, and I think that that's really important when you're part of a global organization like SMR, because we have so much to learn. From each other, and I'll give you a really good example of a collaborative, uh, you know, group that I I've been part of. So Carrie Adelstein and I, you know Carrie from Wire Exec, she's yes. uh,
0: research yeah, under yes. Research
1: Narrative, and her and I actually just missed each other at Harris Interactive back in the early 2000s, and we met at Wire Exec all these years later we started comparing notes and we're like, Oh my God, we just miss each other at Harris. And then we also realized that she grew up in the town next to the town I grew up in here in upstate New York. (laughs) It was just like, so weird. It was almost like, um, kismet, you know, like, like the universe was bringing us together. Uh, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. This is like how you and I found out there are two boys are not only born on the same day, but I mean, on the same, not date, but day yes, <laughs> they are exactly the same age, born on the same. I mean, it's crazy. These are kind of very funny things that you learn when you become very
1: close yeah, with colleagues.
0: serendipity it's 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 it's
1: awesome um, but yeah so so her and I have, have been great friends through through women in research and again, I think that's such an awesome organization. So anyone listening in, please get involved. Men and women can join. It's not just for women. Uh, We have a lot of men that are part of Women in Research, and I just think it's an incredible organization, and it's changed my life, not only professionally, but personally, because I've gotten to to meet awesome people like you, Priscilla. But so, Mm -hmm. you know, after George Floyd passed away last year, after he was murdered, uh, Carrie and I were talking on the phone, and we're just saying, God, you know, as white privileged women... What can we do? We have, to, we have to advocate, we have to be better allies. We have to do something. And I'm not talking about putting out a tweet, even though you and I are very active on social media because to me, <laughs> you know, tweeting out Black Lives Matter, I mean, that's, that's great, but it feels very performative, you know, from, from my standpoint. I wanted to really take the resources that are available to me, the relationships that are available to me in the industry and be proactive and do something, take action. And so Carrie and I were just kind of talking about this. And so we, we got together with a bunch of other amazing industry veterans and thought leaders and formed the Multicultural Insights Collective. And, uh, and so it's a group of about 10 researchers who want to make an impact Uh, around diversity and and multicultural insights and really help brands and help other organizations within our industry take action. And and so we've done a series of of research projects. We're working with a company called Collaborata, which is an incredible business that helps to uh, essentially crowdfund very large ambitious research projects that would otherwise have a difficult time getting off the ground. And so this this body of amazing researchers get together every Friday afternoon. It's like my most favorite meeting of the week. And we talk about what we can be doing as as an industry to help promote and pursue diversity, not only within our organizations, but helping brands uh, as well. And and really finding a voice uh, and giving a voice to diverse groups that in many ways are, are really Uh, Stifled uh, in in our research even, right? So if you think about most studies when they feel they're going after a national representative sample But that's that's census sample. Yes, but you're not unless you're oversampling and you're developing nested quotas within your survey and sorry, I'm getting really nerdy here But (laughs) unless you're doing that, then you're automatically just going to have, you know, a very small sample to work with And that's not going to be a big enough sample to really have what we call a readable base to then be able to draw conclusions from. And so we did this awesome research as a a collaborative group last year. We all donated our time, it was all pro bono, and we had some incredible findings and we worked together to put out a webinar. And now we're, we're in the current process of funding our first initiative, which is called Words Matter. And it's all about uncovering the unifying language, as well as the divergent language around Diversity and uh, discrimination, and what what can we do as a group and as an industry to promote racial equity and social equity um, through the lens of research? So I think that's just like a really awesome example of collaboration because we come from qual, quant, we have every generation represented. We've got baby boomers, Gen Z, Gen X. Um, it's it's an awesome and and every ethnicity and culture is represented as well in this group. Uh, we've got a really I think very uh, eclectic group of people. And uh, it's just a good example, Priscilla, of what the power of collaboration. And I would love to bring that type of, of collaborative spirit into SMR. And I, I know I can make a difference. And I think there's a lot of work that organizations like SMR have yet to do uh, around diversity and inclusion. And our friend Nikki Lavoie has been doing a lot of great work there, but you know, the fight is on. We gotta keep, keep focus on it because there's, there's a lot of room for improvement.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, it's case in point. It's not like, oh, I'm going to get on the SMR council and then I'm going to be collaborative. No, you've been being collaborative right now and also trying to figure out how do we handle these issues right now? You know, and and the reality is that SMR is a global council. There are a lot of other issues that need to be worked out, but we still need to bring that same collaborative spirit to it. But it's interesting because you have been working in that mindset for so long that you do know a lot of people in the industry across the globe. And I feel like it's very possible for you to quickly pull other people in with those mutual interests and get them engaged on the global stage.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I uh I've been in space for for gosh nearly 20 years now so I feel the state and I'm one of these people and I know you're the same as me we get horrible FOMO don't we <laughs> real <Yes>. bad FOMO <laughs> and I know you save all of your lanyards like I do I have this basket in my office every time I come home from a conference I throw my lanyard in there and I have a giant basket full of badges it's like a badge of honor when you're on the road and you're a road warrior going to these different conferences I mean, they're just such an awesome opportunity to learn from other people and connect with people. So yeah, I would absolutely love to bring those connections, those global connections to SMR and, uh, and help promote all the different things that as a global organization, they have to be mindful of and, and uh, have, have a focus on.
0: Right, right, and I I feel like if there's proof that you can um you know understand someone else's perspective, be empathetic, and actually really champion a cause for someone else, you just have to really look. Okay, well, has she done that in the past? So full disclosure, I'm voting for you, <laughs> which is why I, which is why I asked you to come on the podcast. But I think other people should vote for you. So I know maybe I'm embarrassing you, Lisa, but I think you do such a good job, and I do think you contribute you know to this to this uh, community so much. So is there Anything about the platform that you are running on that I don't know about
1: well, I feel like you and I are pretty connected, but uh, you know I'm really focused like I said on the participant experience, uh, focused on diversity and inclusion. I really want us as an industry to help younger researchers. I just remember when I was getting started out, I didn't have any kind of formal mentorship program, and I I had definitely some informal mentors that that I kind of aligned myself with and tried to learn from. But I just remember back then how intimidating it was to be part of this industry if you don't have much experience in it. And I just want to make it easier. Uh, I want to make it appealing for people that are considering coming into our space. And so, you know, it's funny. I was um, chatting with my husband the other night. Uh, his cousin is just a He's going to be graduating from Holy Cross. Uh, He's in his senior year. He's graduating this spring and him and I have been chatting and he's getting his plans organized on how to get his first job out of college. And I just remember back then, like that is such a stressful, anxiety ridden time. And I just know that there's a lot of young people out there that could, I could help and, and so, you know, that is something that is, is important to me. You know, both of us are part of the WIRE Mentorship Program. And uh, I would just say anyone listening in, if I can help you in any way, and I really, really mean this, right? Hashtag always be helping. Um, yeah. started it, Priscilla. <laughs> uh, I really <laughs> encourage anyone to, to reach out to me. And if, if I can't help you, I will find someone who can. Uh, because I wish I'd had someone like that in the early start of my career. Uh, that that could be that lifeline for me. And so I didn't necessarily have it. And I want to make it very clear that I'm I'm here for those younger researchers that are just getting started and trying to figure out their way in the world.
0: Yeah. And we do make a better industry when we admit to each other, when we've hit a wall, when we don't know what we're doing and we need some help from someone. And, you know, what I love about, you know, our tribe that we have is that a lot of young people, they feel bad saying that, but they should keep saying it. But the reality is I see all the people my age and I, I you know, I'm very mentored by Ann Brown. And she's a veteran in this industry. And she still says to me, well, I don't know that. How do you how do you do that? And I'm thinking, yes, we're just working together. Ann. You know,
1: I love Ann. shout out to <laughs> Ann Brown. She is amazing. Yeah. And I've learned a ton from her too. Uh, she's she's incredible. Yeah. I mean, talk about an incredible entrepreneur. I mean, I think she's been in her, she's been running her business for, gosh, I think over 25 years. Oh yeah, more right? than
0: that, Gazelle Global. And that's the thing is that, you know, again, to that point is that you have a reach of people who are working across the world. And I mean, we both, you know, met up on different continents, you know, <laughs> before for this, you know, for this um this industry. And you're right. We're not always the one speaking. Sometimes we're listening. And I think that's, that's super important. So mm-hmm. Lisa Wilding Brown, you need to find her. Um, for those of you um, who don't know her, it's Lisa L I S A. And her last name is Wilding Brown, W I L D I N G brown. And let me just tell you, if you reach out to her on LinkedIn, she will write you back. (laughs) It's magic. (laughs) It's magic. And you know, it it is hard, Lisa, you know, we do say this to younger people and also to our peers. Oh, you need help with that? Call me. But you know what there, it's not everybody who will do that, who will take you up Mm -hmm. on it. And I just like to remind people, you know, you also show me that you value me. When you let me be your friend, when you let me be your colleague, when you tell me that you have need, then I feel important because I get to come help you. And mm-hmm. it's such a two-way street. And so I, I've, I really don't think that there are people who need to be helped and people who need help. You, you are both of those people at different time. And, and that's what I love about, you know, the ecosystem that we're building and the tribe that we're really, you know, connected to and inviting more people to it is not exclusive. Um, and so, you know, if you're listening to this and you're new in the market research industry, reach out to Lisa. If you're new in the marketing industry, reach out to me. We, we are serious. We practice what we preach and it's not always convenient. Sometimes we have to stop something. We have real world, you know, problems and we've got, you know, uh, we've got a lot of clients that we're pleasing. We've got a lot of people looking to us for answers, but we make it happen. We we honestly will reach out and try and figure it out. So, Lisa, good luck. Running for SMR Council. Um, you have my vote, and I hope those of you who listen today will consider voting for her if you are an SMR member. And if you're not, think about membership with SMR. We're trying to make a big difference in what's going on globally. But then also, hopefully, even if you're not a part of SMR, you've gotten to hear a little bit about what's going on in this industry and how the thought leaders are really uh, framing the future and trying to figure out how do we go forward and how do we go forward well.
1: Amen to that. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Priscilla. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time. And um, I'm impressed with you making a great dinner for your kids before you came on this podcast. So kudos to you. (laughs) (laughs) So from all of us here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing.